Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hello, everybody. Dave Hodges here of The Common Sense Show. Thank you so much for joining us. We are the show that endeavors to free America. And really, we're working on the world, too, but we're doing it one enslaved mind at a time. We need your help. Join us in sharing uh, what we do on our digital platforms, and uh, we do appreciate you being here. We have a, a terrific guest for you today. Um, his name is Dan Sue, and he's a highly respected journalist that writes for the Epoch Times. I love that publication. Love it. It's one of my favorites. If you really want to know what's going on, this is the place to go. And we're going to be talking about Chinese unrest in America excuse me, <laughs> sorry, Chinese unrest in China and uh, some of the implications that could happen economically and maybe even geopolitically with regard to the United States because we don't live in a vacuum anymore. We're very much in a global community. And I'm highly distressed, as you know, about the treatment of the Chinese people, locking them in their homes and COVID. And I saw films yesterday on Fox News of people being forced to live and reside in urinal near urinals and bathrooms and it just it was so disgusting and so upsetting and here to really kind of clarify the situation is nan su and uh, nan how long have you been uh uh writing for the epoch times yeah uh well i started writing it depends on uh which language you're talking about i start as early as like 2001 uh write a chinese uh language articles for epoch times and then i start writing english articles reports uh uh since 2018 okay did did, did you spend significant time in china Oh yes, I I I came to United States in 1989. Uh, before that, I I grew up in China. When I came to United States, I was 26 years old. Okay, well, your, your command of English is outstanding, and so English is, was your second language. Is that correct? But that is correct. Okay, okay. well, um, your your publication. I have to tell you, people send me. Uh, articles from your publication all the time and I have to tell you, if I were to choose a publication out there that does the best job of covering today's critical issues it's your publication, so I'm really looking forward to finding out what's going on in China, but before we go forward, i got to take care of a couple of business items here Ladies and gentlemen, the show is brought to you by My Patriot Supply, railroad strike looming, uh, diesel truckers tell me, that they say, Dave, when it reaches $8 a gallon, we're done, we can't make profits, I'm concerned about the food availability going forward and I think the only safe place that you can really depend on is what you store. And that's why I encourage you to go to My Patriot Supply, and that's at preparewithdave.com. And they've got a great special going on there right now, and we really encourage you to visit there. And also, too, I'm concerned about people in roving power blackouts that uh, looks like it could be coming to New England, and there's talk of that now. And if the, if the power stays off very long, where are you going to get your water? That's why you have better have a good water filtration system. We've got one for you, waterwithdave.com. It's the Alexa Pure Pro water filter, and it's ranked number one. You, the research is right there, and they've got a great sale going on, too. So the food, preparewithdave.com. The water, waterwithdave.com. And the rest of our sponsors are embedded in the show. So we have a clean shot with our guest, Nan Su, and we're going to be talking about China. So the unrest right now, let me see if I have this right, and I'll let you mold and take my comment my observations are this is that uh, China I think is overreacting to 
what they're calling pandemic coronavirus, and uh, they're using it as an excuse to lock people down. And I'm wondering how much of that is really political versus medical. And the people say we've had enough, and they're uh, joining hands, and they're just saying we're not taking any more. Well, that's pretty much correct, uh, but uh, it's more for the political purpose. What happened is uh, in the last uh, couple of years during the pandemic, because uh, China has been using this uh, lockdown uh, uh, strategy. You know, if you they have you have a, like a couple cases in your in your community, they are locked the whole community. You know, a few cases in the city, they are locked down the whole city. So overall, you know, total cases, uh, you know, in total cases infected in China, it's you know, it's lower than. Uh, the cases happening in the Western world. So what happened is in the last couple of years, the propaganda machine of the Chinese regime has been really operating, trying to use the comparison of the difference in the you know high cases and the low cases in China and high cases numbers in cases in Western world to to really promote the, the communist system to say, hey, you, you know, you guys are looking at this comparison in case numbers, you know, there is clearly an advantage of the communist system. So now, you know, as the entire Western world uh, eventually found a way to coexist with the COVID, and China still, you know, they still continue its locking down because now if they really opens up, What's, what's going to happen? The people will see, you know, uh, you, you eventually, you know, uh, you still have to go to the Western way. So that's kind of, uh, you know, kind of, you know, they are put themselves in a corner right now, and especially the, in the last week when, uh, you know, China is a big soccer country, people watching soccer games, and when they're watching the world soccer games, and they basically they see hey hey no one wear even wear mask you know it was like jaw dropping to a lot of people in China, and so right now it's funny that you know when they're still broadcasting uh, the soccer game war soccer game but they blur out all the audience. Oh, <laughs> so 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 the. The, 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 the audience in, in the, the people in in China they were not going to see the audience they're only going to see the players oh my gosh that is the ultimate in control one of the things I saw that was disturbing and I want to give Apple all the negative credit they deserve that the Chinese to avoid detection of organization for protesting they were using an offshoot of Apple technology that the Chinese government couldn't detect and now uh, Apple acting as an agent of the CCP has shut down that access to the average person. You want to comment on that? Uh, yeah, Apple, uh, uh, you know, I, I read that part. Uh, basically, Apple shut down some of the functions that people can use to spread uh, protest message, um, which is really bad. I mean, I think the uh, U.S. corporates, you know, see, once they go to China to make investment, eventually they, they have to yield to the political pressure of Chinese regime. That's that's what's really going on. Overall, if you look back our China policy, I mean, that's what the result of our China policy since Harry Kissinger visited China 50, almost 50 years ago. We have such a rosy dream on China that by making Chinese communist, communist nation much richer, they're going to change. But it's a brutal failure of that policy. Now, in the last 20 years, Ever since 2001, China joined WTO. From 2001 to 2021, China's economy grew tenfold. I mean, ten times bigger. So 20 years ago, China's economy just equal to today's Russia. I mean, make no mistake, Russia, today's economy is less than one-tenth of China. So if you look at which one is a much bigger threat, clearly it's China, not Russia. So... Um, now, um, see, we look, you know, this is how, you know, what's going to happen when you trying to make investment in a dictatorship country. Uh, looking back at 100 years uh, history, I mean, uh, United States had really had a two different way of dealing with communist regime. One is the way that we deal with, uh, uh, Soviet Union. Another different, totally different way is how we deal with China. I mean, we keep making the country 
uh, richer and richer eventually. Now it's the biggest threat in the history of mankind to humanity. Yeah, I, I fear the Chinese the most. And one of the things I fear, if we project that fear out to if we were ever to lose and become occupied with China, I don't think from what I've read they're interested in cohabitation and making America like an economic colony. I think they would be inclined to commit genocide. What do you think? Well, that's how, you know, whatever the ways they treat their own people, it will be the way they treat uh, the, the society all around the world. I mean, just look at what's, uh, what's going on at Taiwan Strait. Uh, you know, just like three months ago, Beijing's authority already claimed the sovereign, sovereign right of entire Taiwan Strait, meaning, I mean, if U.S. naval ships want to, you know, travel through Taiwan Strait, they need permission from Beijing. So uh, they are quickly not, you know, uh, expand not only in its economical way, but also militarily uh, to uh, really threaten the, the peace and stability of entire Hindo-Pacific region. Yeah, and I think for that matter, too, the world, I think uh, the world is threatened. Uh, a lot of military people I talk to, though, don't believe that China can project military power on a world level yet. Do, do you agree with that, or are they ready to really start making conquests? Well, see, they they may not uh, have that enough uh, capacity to do that, but the problem is if they invade Taiwan, what are we going to do? Think about this. A lot of people do not understand how important Taiwan is. See, if China controls Taiwan, it will... With the few islands already, man-made islands already built in the South China Sea, China will have total control of South China Sea with Taiwan, right? So now once they have that, they will control the economic lifeline of Japan. That's very important. The, the biggest airline that uh, you, of United States in the Indo-Pacific region, as well as the China will hold the upper hand when it comes to the influence the, to the uh, Southeast Asian nations. So, uh, you know, compare, you know, this is what the front line is, the United States and China right now. It's a trying to, uh, you know, a fight for to hold, hold upper hand, uh, you know, under influence to these countries. And the Southeast Asian nations, that that 11 nations right now is the biggest trading partner of China, uh, superseding EU and United States. So it's, you know, Chinese uh, officials openly talk about those nations as the backyard garden of China. Yeah, it, it reminds me a little bit of pre-World War II Japan and the expansionism Japan uh, went through to try to meet their industrialization goals. And, and, and I see China kind of in that same realm. I know there's a great deal of fear out of Vietnam about Chinese expansionism, uh, and I hear that quite often. Uh, they, I want to go back to the protesters, though, for a minute. I, I'm gravely concerned, just from a humanitarian standpoint, what lies ahead for these poor people. Um, do, do you think we're going to see a Tiananmen Square? I know that the Chinese are moving tanks into the cities as we speak. Uh, yes, uh, there's uh, there, there, there's there's been report about the military movement, and also in the couple uh, in the last couple of days, uh, uh, the Chinese authority has sent uh, lots of uh, security person uh, personnel as well as police officers to the street, and they they will if they see someone uh, they think is suspicious, they will stop you, especially if you're a young guy. They will ask to check your cell phone. They, they will take your cell phone away. They will check and see if you're spreading any protest message. If you're receiving and those messages, who's, who is sending the message to you? And if they think, you know, uh, you're suspicious, they will take you to a police facility and, and, you know, asking you questions, question you, uh, right? So, um, you maybe end up behind the, uh, behind the bars. That's number one. And number two, uh, Yesterday, uh, uh, Chinese Rujun's, uh, official mouthpiece, that's Xinhua News, sent, uh, you know, published an article basically, uh, stated that there is an anti-government enemy force behind the protest and the, the government is going to crack down 
those anti-government enemy force and in order to keep the social order. So that is a dangerous sign that the, the regime is going to take a very hard stand against the protesters. You know, I see a parallel in this country, although on a smaller, little milder level, and that's the handling of the J6 prisoners that uh, stormed the Capitol. And they should have been arrested for trespass and disorderly conduct. I don't disagree with that. But the, the some of the treatment, that, you know, being held 18 months without a lawyer and you don't get charged and violates every precept of our Constitution on speedy trials. And I see a parallel here. I see Chinese-type justice being administered by our DOJ and Merrick Garland. Well, I think, you know, uh, people shouldn't politicize, uh, you know, uh, those things. You, you, you know, wherever, if, wherever the, the violation they have, you just treat it based on, yeah, what it is. You don't, you don't overly, uh, step on, you know, you don't want to, I mean, I remember in the past that if you are, you're doing something violating the rules and, you know, but because you are exercising your first amendment right, you, you, you act, you actually, you know, uh, they will treat you nicely, you know, they will arrest you, but usually they will, these people will be released very soon. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time yeah i this is um yeah the j6 handling is is really disturbing and, and when you're describing what happens i'm going to go back to what i'm seeing in the videotapes on fox news so you'll see an occasional protester tackled by four um officers of the law or, or army personnel and they bind them and they take them off and you say they end up behind bars what awaits these people what kind of uh incarceration will they face will it be slave labor or worse what what do you know well they could be sent to the re-education camp you know that this nowadays name uh they the chinese government named this like a re-education camp it's just a labor camp basically uh they will force you to do political study and then they will uh they will force you to a certain 
uh, percentage of uh, uh, labor. Uh, you don't get pay, or you get a very, very, you know, uh, nominal pay uh, minimum. Uh, that uh, uh, so they they don't they are not blame say you know they are they using slave labor. And also, if they think they label you, if they really label you uh, as a so-called anti-revolutionist, or they call you, um, uh, try to, uh, uh, you know, they uh, like a subversion uh, of the government, then you could be sentenced to jail. Uh, our, the jail term really depends uh, on what kind of. Uh, uh, what kind of a sentence, uh, right? Uh, uh, I remember Tiananmen Square massacre. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the guy uh, sentenced to 21 years just because he joined a Tian- Tiananmen Square protest. Yeah, but unfortunately, we're seeing this kind of justice being applied to the West, which you just mentioned, the truckers' uh, uh, protest in, in uh, Canada. Anyone who helped them, you gave $40, you gave them a pizza, if they caught you, you lost your bank account. Um, and often you lost your job. So we're kind of seeing that justice being applied in so-called Western democracies now, too. How many people uh, is it estimated, do you know, who are actively engaged in protests in China right now over this issue? Uh, it's hard to estimate. Right now, uh, we see tens of thousands of people take it to the street, but, you know, uh, uh Right now, you can see it's uh, the older age people. They are more like there to 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 protest the zero COVID uh, policy. Uh, while the younger people, especially the students uh, from universities, they they are uh, they are there try to protest for political rights. And uh, there were people uh, really speaking like a, a communist parties to step down and Xi Jinping to step down. Uh, that's why they actually closing out all the major university right now and send the student home because they kind of like the regime is worried that if all these young guys they are, you keep them together, you know they are talking to each other every day. They they maybe have they may have new ideas uh, how to make a, all different forms of, of a protest. That's what you know. That's that's why they clo- shut down all those uh, colleges and universities. Is there any threat to the Xi Jinping regime over these protests, or is he pretty far removed from the effects? Uh, we we don't know at this point. Uh, you know, it's really depending on, there was a mix, uh, of uh, different causes, you know, uh, people that driving people <clears throat> into this protest. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, some of, uh, you know, a big portion of the protesters, they're, you know, just there for a protest against the COVID, right? So if, uh, say the government release the, the zero COVID policy, maybe these people will stop protesting. But, you know, there's a, another, clearly another group of people there for political rights. They won't stop regardless, right? They know the problem is the system. The problem is not the policy itself. So it just depends how this uh, next step, the protest is going to move and how the next step, the the regime is going to move, how they play out against each other. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, and it's no longer in the realm of conspiracy theory, but the World Economic Forum has had profound influence over Western countries by their Young Global Leaders Training Program. And the leader of that organization, Klaus Schwab, said last week that China is the model for the emerging global order. And uh, I find this highly disturbing because I, I'm seeing repression, no civil liberties. Uh, you you exist for the for the right of the state or the will of the state and their leaders. And um, do you think China is ready to assume? And are they being pushed to being the new world policeman? Well, uh, I I totally against the idea. I, I think I usually talk to people. I think China it's you know the Chinese communist regime. It's the biggest threat ever in the entire 
history of mankind to humanity and peace. Uh, I often ask people to do five simple aspects of comparison before uh, between the Chinese Communist regime today to any regime. I'm, I'm challenging anybody uh, who listen to this. You pick up any regime, literally from the entire history of mankind. You pick up anyone to compare to make a comparison between that regime you pick. With Chinese Communist regime today, I propose five aspects of a simple comparison. You can come up more aspects if you want. The five aspects I usually propose is number one, the economic power. Number two, the military power. Number three, the possession of technology. Number four, the control of the total population under the regime. You know, China has 1.4 billion people. And then, you know, the history of killing its own people. I mean, Chinese communist regime caused like uh, more than 80 million people of unnatural deaths after it took over control of China during the peacetime. Uh, now, now, so if you do the five aspects of comparison, literally you will see that you, you know, there's no any other regime in the entire history of mankind will pose the more threat to humanity and peace than the Chinese communist regime today. Now imagine if you want this regime to be an example of the world. Oh, oh boy, I, I wouldn't even, you know, try to imagine the lifestyle of our future generation, our children and grandchildren. It is frightening indeed. Um, so then I come back to the United States with the Chinese influence here. And, uh, you know, I live in Maricopa County, Arizona, the, the seat of uh, political election unrest right now. And I have to tell you that as I've looked into this issue and I've studied it since 2020 election, that many of our leaders in Arizona, including the outgoing governor, Doug Ducey, they are owned by the Chinese government. Doug Ducey had his business, uh, 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 Stone Cold Creamery, revived in China. And, and he made this statement at the National Governors Association in 2017 in New Hampshire. He said to all the rest of the governors, in Arizona, we love to trade with China. Okay, I don't have a problem with that. And then he said, we have rare earth minerals they need for their military. I have a big problem with that. And and so his decisions are, are pro-Chinese. And our state universities, we have three major state universities in Arizona. And as I looked into one of our county commissioners in Maricopa County, he has joined into an organization that has made them like sister allies of China. And they're pushing pro-Marxist uh, uh, education in these three universities. Uh, and so what I'm seeing here, is, like um, you've got also too, Mitch McConnell. Uh, it's well known. He's a friend of China. He's, he's soft on protecting Taiwan. He's soft on Korea and Japan. How is it that China is able to make these inroads with our political leaders that's leading us down the wrong path, including the Biden family? Well, uh, here is the problem, right? We trying to uh, our past policy, uh, China policy, all the way until January 2018. Uh, uh, you know, when uh, President Trump started the trade war with China. You know, just before that, all the years of our China policy, ever since 1971, Henry Kissinger visited Beijing. See. All these years of uh, China policy, it's really based on, you know, uh, you, you want to give the money to, uh, you want to give your money, you know, to make a uh, Chinese communist regime become richer and then they will change. I mean, to me, that's like, uh, that's like a crazy. I mean, it's like how you deal deal with drug cartel. Exactly. I mean, exactly. what's the most that you, 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 you don't give them money? I mean, you don't buy them to 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 give up their drug business, right? So, but how effective that that is? I think so far we see a brutal failure of that kind of China policy. Uh, you you only make a, a more threat to the lifestyle of our future generation. Uh, I think all these people, once we invest more into China, China become more richer. The regime will be able to mobilize. The, more resource 
to go, come back to the Western world to infiltrate the society here, and then they will be able to mo- uh, focus on you know the peoples they choose, like big big corporate leaders, uh, like uh, some of the politicians. They they think these politicians uh, you know can be good, can be used by Chinese government as the uh, useful idea. You know, that's Lenin's war, right? Useful idea to help China. That they will, you know, folk, you know, uh, concentrate the money they have, the resources they have to spend on these, these people to change our China policy to, 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 um, manipulate our China policy and make the China policy, uh, to the direction that's, uh, you know, that China can take adva- advantage from. I think that's a really good analysis. I mean, we're falling victims to our own greed, but I, I see a real pattern with China, though, as they externalize control over a country or strong influence. They've done the same thing in Australia that they're doing here in America, the exact same thing. And and so when people in Australia send me emails about how their universities are pro-Chinese and they're teaching their kids Marxism uh, is a good thing, I'm saying, well, this is exactly what we're seeing here. Um, and so this is why I'm rooting for the people. Can the people rise up in sufficient numbers in China to make a difference and maybe force a regime change and some political reforms? Is that possible or is that a pipe dream like Tiananmen Square was? We don't know at this point. Uh, we are closely uh, following the cases uh, and see how, uh, which which direction it will go. But I think uh, for the people living in the Western world, especially living in the United States, we should first examine ourselves, see what we can do uh, to change and to make the threat go away. Uh, I think the first thing we should do is to stop the investment from going to China. Uh, you know, to uh, uh, stop the investment coming from China and stop the U.S. investment from going to China. I mean, you don't re- necessarily, if you don't want to come back for the corporates, if you don't want to come back to the United States, you think it's too ex- expensive here, that's fine. Just relocate your business and your investment out of China. You can go to a lot of other countries like India, like Thailand, like Malaysia, Indonesia, all those, you know, uh, those, those uh, even went on, right? So the problem is, you know, you are, when you're trying to make an investment in China, think about this, you are making uh, money uh, by taking the risk of, of, uh, of the lifestyle of your future generation, your children and grandchildren. You know, are, are, do you want them to become the slave of CCP in the future? No, I think that's exactly right. Uh, the Biden administration's compromised by China. There's, that's no secret. So it's not going to come from them. But if we had leadership in Washington that would put pressure on China because of their human rights violations, what would that look like? What could a president do to China to force them to reconsider their actions? Well, I think that uh, the current administration, one thing they can do is they can, you know, start sanction the people who who are trying to uh, uh, persecute the people who are protesting, right? You know, think about this. All these protesters in China, all they ask, all everything, everything, single thing they ask, it's not more than what our founding father asked when they tried to establish this country. So we should stand for our values. You know, we can put out a sanction list of Chinese officials who, who are involved in the, you know, persecuted uh, uh, protesters. COVID, my estimation and many others, is no more of a threat to the general population. Of course, there's vulnerable populations because of comorbid conditions, but generally, it's not more of a threat than the flu now. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off MyPillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. So 
I'm looking at the Chinese government action uh, in these lockdowns, which are brutal. They're, I mean, they're archaic. Um, they're evil. What is the motive behind it? I can't believe it's medical. Well, there are a few reasons. Uh, one reason I mentioned earlier is just for their propaganda, right? They, they actually use the comparison uh, of the total number of cases uh, to uh, between China and the Western world trying to promote the communist system. That's number one reason. Another reason was uh, the power transfer, uh, you know, uh, it took place just last month, right? Uh, Xi Jinping, now it's in his third term, but, you know, in the last couple of years, there was a lot of... Uh, uh, opponents uh, against Xi Jinping for his, you know, continue his power into the third term. So, you know, so people try to criticize. One thing they criticize him is that he's a zero COVID policy. That's his signature. So he's kind of like making him worry if he stopped the policy then, you know, the, the backlash will actually uh, create more resi- resistance for his continuation into the third term. Now, however, you know, as the, the party already finished the power transfer last month, you know, Xi Jinping currently is in his third term. But, however, from, from you know, the completion of 20th CCP Congress last, uh, last month, to the March of next year. This is a still considered the power transfer period because uh, People's Congress in China, the rubber stamp uh, organization, uh, it's going to ha- hold its uh, uh, annual meeting next year. Usually that will decide a bunch of government leaders position like a prime minister, uh, those things, you know, th- this is still in the, they're still in the process of power transfer. So, um, that is the, uh, period, uh, Xi Jinping and, and his airline inside the United, uh, inside the, um, the CCP, they are watching out for anybody, you know, uh, trying to resist their continuation into uh, the future control of CCP. So that's uh, the second reason. Uh, and, and the third reason is, um, uh, they, they, they really, uh, brainwash the people and all different levels of uh, government officials in the last few years uh, of uh, a pandemic. They really trying to use this lockdown strategy to control the total case. Yeah. Right now, the total case in China, you know, you, you think like 1.4 billion people, they have 40,000 cases. That's not a big deal uh, to us, but to them, this is really a scary number. Uh, so people are scared over there. Yeah, I, I, I like your first two arguments, so, and I kind of bootstrap that into if I can lock someone into their working facility or in their home, they don't have contact with each other where dangerous ideas can get shared, and people will be forced to basically go about their lives, do what we tell them to do, and they won't be able to rise up. Lockdown people aren't free to co-mingle and plan against the government. Uh, that's one important factor, no doubt, uh, but that's just not sus- uh, sustainable. <laughs> that's the problem. The only problem is out of reality. It's just not sustainable. So they want they want a certain uh, way to get out of this while saving their own face. That's, I think yeah, that's what it right. is. But the people can wait. Interesting, because appearance is everything to the CCP, the appearance of power and legitimacy. Yeah. Uh, I just wonder what poses the greatest threat. Uh, what's the be- ask the question this way? What's the greatest benefit to the CCP locking people in their homes as they did when the pandemic first started, or locking people in their place of employment so they can keep their economy going? It, it seems to me this latter has generated a stronger response from the people because they're separated from their families. Uh, that's right. I mean, the resistance is growing only stronger and stronger to this uh, zero COVID policy. You can see that. And actually, uh, in the last couple months, you know, from the end of September to, uh, to just a couple weeks ago, the official media of all the state owned media already kind of started discussion 
of how to uh, you know uh, how to lower down this kind of overreaction to COVID. They already started. You know, they kind of start loosening up because, you know, you see that the Xi Jinping already continue his power into the third term. That's that part is done. So basically, you know, that the state, all the state media already start discussion about that. Uh, so uh, I think that they are. I think they absolutely know that's, you know, just not sustainable and that's just out of reality. You know, they, they can continue this kind of a policy. But however, they, they need to find a way, uh, uh, to get out of this, uh, uh, while saving their face and their image of leadership. Yeah, I think that's an excellent point. I want to take you to the subject of uh, forced vaccinations. Can you talk about the status of that in China? Well, you, you, you don't have a choice. <laughs> okay. Well, well, think about this. Think about this. You don't even have a choice not to do, uh, uh, the COVID test. I mean, the, uh, most of the places you have to do it like three or four times a week. And in some of the uh, regions, you have to basically do that COVID test every day. I mean, literally every day. Uh, if you don't do it, you know, because they have, it's everything, it's a, it's a digital control now. You, you, your facial, they have facial recognition technique to, to recognize your face and connected to your ID, connected to your health code, very importantly, connecting to your cell phone and bank account. So they know exactly each penny, how you spend each penny of your money, and they know exactly where you are, and more importantly, who you are with. Because everyone has cell phone. When two persons come together, they know ex- exactly what you, uh, the time that you're coming together. Now, what happened is, you know, uh, once if you do a um, COVID test, and they see they if you are testing positive, then you're uh, you're a uh, Health code will immediately turn red, and you know, red, yellow, and green are three levels, right? So once you, you turn red, they, their computer program will immediately, you know, find out who you are with in the last 24, 48 hours, oh and immediately all these people that you in contact with in the last couple of days, their health code will turn yellow. So there are cases, there are reports like the people, like they're, they're shopping, they go out to shopping, and, and then, you know, in the middle of the shopping, then their house code turn, turn the color, and then they try to enter certain areas, they check, you know, their, their checking points, and then they see their house code, uh, you know, in, in a different color, they will take them away, and then there are people, Going going to airport to or to travel then at the entrance when they check their health code or all of a sudden it turned the color and because someone they're in contact with in the last couple of days because they their health code changed the color so all these things really basically means immediate quarantine these people are immediately taken away to a quarantine facility uh, this is really bad and then there was a really bad story uh during uh, may uh, april and march of this year shanghai they quarantined that uh, the biggest city that's in asia for like uh, three months I remember there was a horrible story. There was a, a wholesale business building. Basically, it's a, it's a facility that that you know there was a bunch of a wholesale business renting the office from that building. Now, because there was a couple guys testing positive in that building, they locked down the whole building and have all the people stay in their business in their office, in their business office, not not home but office for two weeks. You have to eat and sleep in your office for two weeks, and then there was a. Another horrible story was, you know, there, there was a construction site in Shanghai. You know, there was a, like a, a crew of uh, 20 or 30 construction workers working at a construction site. One guy's house code turned red and they locked these people at a construction site for two weeks and quarantined them just at a construction site. So just imagine how harsh this kind of uh, a zero COVID policy can make people's life to become. In that office building in that construction site, uh, I can't imagine there's much food storage on hand. What did the people do to survive? 
Oh, they they will allow you to make a phone call, and you can make a phone call to order the food. And that's how this lockdown has been going. How they handle this? So they will uh, have you locked down in your own home. You call, and then um, in each you know community, there will be a centrally located uh, location, and then all the uh, groceries will be delivered to that location. Then you can get, you can send one person as a representative or your family to go get it. Um, and uh, in the most restrictive uh, period of uh, uh, quarantine and lockdown, they will give you tickets. I mean, each you know, each family will give will be given uh, several tickets. Uh, uh, means you know, the five tickets means five times. A week, or maybe two tickets means two to, uh, two times a week. Then you can have the ticket and leave your home to go to the location to pick up your food or grocery. Well, we tried the same thing here in many of our democratic states. Uh, very similar concepts in the early days of the lockdowns. Uh, yeah, I, I remember reading stories about guys across the street from his apartment building with his son, no one there, and they're shooting baskets, and they both got arrested. Uh, and, and, I mean, they, they weren't spreading anything. And that's what this reminds me of, how dangerously close we were to that. Um, Biden, and I'm sure you know this, uh, even though he was struck down by the Supreme Court from requiring mandatory vaccinations outside government employees, he now has signed a declaration of the G20 saying you can't travel internationally um, to go anywhere uh, unless you've had your vaccinations and you can prove it. And so basically this ties us into a vaccine um, uh, passport situation. Um, is this a move, do you think, towards uh, CCP crackdown sideways in America? In other words, the Supreme Court said you can't do this. But here's a way that he's doing it, which I think is illegal. Uh, do you see Biden trying to reinstitute control in this country in the same manner? Well, I think that wherever you know uh, the U.S. government does here and outside of China, uh, uh, you know, uh, there's no comparison to whatever it's done by Chinese Communist okay. regime. They are. They are doing it's always like ten times worse than you in, you can imagine. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Uh, Evil to the tenth power. All government doing here here in the United States so definitely uh, uh, people can debate about. I think sooner or later people will bring this to the to the to the core, and I, I think then you will will be decide. You will be up to our court to make interpretation and decide if it's wrong or if it's right to do that. Yeah, it's it's frightening. What would have to happen in China? Because I don't see these protests resulting in a regime change. Uh, is Xi Jinping going to rule for life? Is are there any threats to his regime? Are there more moderates that would oppose him within the CCP? How do you see that? Oh, I think Xi Jinping is on his way to become next Chairman Mao. And so one uh, one of the as uh, uh, the the things the protest really uh, put out is, is uh, we don't want the cultural revolution, and you know uh, that's under Chairman Mao, right? We want the reform, uh, meaning you know political reform of the Communist Party. So that's one thing they really the protest fight for. Uh, they don't want China to go back to the uh, the era of uh, cultural revolution. That's between 1966 to 76. Um, I, I, I think you know. Uh, I don't. I'm not seeing that Xi Jinping is going uh, moving forward to any kind of a political reform, at least for now. And he's clearly, you know, moving back to to the Chairman Mao's era. Uh, now, here is the issue, right? A lot of people uh, look at China. China, it's a it's a country with long history of civilization. Now, if you look at the current. Uh, uh, Leaders from the top leadership circle—that's Xi Jinping, right? They are at the age of seventy, uh, right? If you look look back during the Cultural Revolution era between sixty-six and seventy-six, these people is like a ten years old boy or you know, uh, teenagers. So this is the people that grew up with all the traditional culture being destroyed, totally destroyed, gone. 
So this is the people are really without any moral ethical values. So, and that's why, see, if you go to China, who is deciding the standard measuring what's right, what's wrong, what's good, and what's bad? That's Chinese government. Chinese government is the standard. You know, there's, there's, there's no standard. They were always right. When, when was the last time you, you heard that they made something that they, they did, they did wrong? No, never. 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 No. Right? So, so that's the problem. So the, that's why we see the entire country, every level down from the top leadership, all these government officials, they all grew up, uh, in the, in, in the, in the, in the society without culture is the only thing left is the communist culture. So that's what's really dangerous because in that kind of a culture background, their mentality, it's all, a, it's all about themselves. They, they, there was no any a, a moral ethical um, standard above the government. My, my fear for the people who are protesting and their family members who may or may not be protesting is that Xi Jinping may be, as you said, um, he may become Chairman Mao. Is he capable of the extreme brutality and genocidal behavior of Chairman Mao? Well, uh, genocide is taking place in Xinjiang areas to Uyghurs, right? It, it's been it's happening. True. Yeah, and now here, uh, in, during uh, last month during the 20th CCP Congress, Xi Jinping handpicked the other six members of the standing committee of a political bureau. That's really, you know, that they, they have like uh, 24 members of political bureau, and within the 24 members, there are seven standing committee members. That's really the top leadership circle. Now, that seven member. Besides Xi Jinping himself, all six others are handpicked by him. So clearly, he's you know he he has a, a very tight control of the Communist Party leadership right now. Uh, all the you know everyone else besides him inside the leadership circle were handpicked by him. So he absolutely uh, have no problem to move on, continue. Uh, Continue his control of the Communist Party until I don't know who who knows when he he wants to uh, retire or or even he he will ever retire. Yeah, you just have to wonder how many millions would he be willing to kill? The Uyghurs are an isolated population. What's happening to them is horrible and reprehensible, but it's not widespread with the Uyghurs. It's contained. Uh, to incarcerations and what they're doing. Um, I'm talking about the general population where Mao would exterminate entire villages. Um, do you think that these kind of uprisings could lead to this kind of reprisal? And is it possible? Well, this uh, right now, this is what's happening, right? You can see, I mean, this... Uh uh, this, uh, widespread protests actually started from the Xinjiang region, from Wurmuchi, that's, that's the capital city of Xinjiang, uh, autonomous region where Uyghur live. But however, the fire that, you know, that, that, uh, that took place on November 24th, that start from the high rise building, mm -hmm. apartment building, fire start from the 17th floor, went all the way up to 21st floor. And the official report first released saying oh, 10 people died, 18 injured, but quickly there were people. This is another Uyghur people, actually. This is the Han people. Uh, you know, uh, the majority race of China. So they start talking about, hey, you know, uh, there's a lot more people die, some say 34, some say 44, and there's like a close to 300 people injured, and the only reason, uh, you know, so much, so, so much damage is done is just because they actually, because of zero COVID policy, they locked down the fire escape exit. Oh, they really locked it up. Gosh. No, I heard that too. What is it about the Uyghurs? that makes them such a threat that they have to have this kind of treatment that they're getting from the government? Well, there's two reasons. You know, there's two reasons for the uh, for this, uh, uh, the persecution against the Uyghurs really up to this level of genocide. So number one, it's, it's, a, it's a persecution of a religious freedom. Yeah. I mean, they are not doing uh, only to Uyghurs, they're doing to uh, Uyghurs, Tibetans, underground church, Christian members, and the Falun Gong. Now, every, pretty much every uh, religious group are under the suppression ever since 1949, the communists took over control of China. 
Now, the, another reason the Uyghurs are persecuting uh, to such a level was, I mean, back in 2001, I believe, the, when the U.S. government, George W. Bush, started the anti-terrorism war. I mean... I, I wouldn't call it stupid, but it is stupid. They ask China for collaboration, so immediately you know the, the Chinese can come up with uh, with uh, it's a story. I mean, all these Uyghurs are terrorist group, so they are treated you know like terrorists that no one care about anymore. Uh, until you know just a few years ago, and and all of a sudden you know because the reporting uh, from the media, they they realize there is a there, there's been a genocide going on over there. So that's how you see, see, you can try to uh, have these rosy pictures of uh, making collaborations with Chinese government will be good for humanity, good for the future of mankind. No, they take it literally wherever you want them to help. It's like you put a handle into their hands. They will use it for something else. It's, it's frightening because they're a threat to world peace. They're a threat to their own domestic tranquility. And what percentage of the population makes up the elite of China who's benefiting from this totalitarianism? Well, uh, the Communist Party members, uh, uh, it's uh, literally, I would say, uh, less than 10% of the population, maybe 7 or 8%. They have like a, a bound... Uh, 90 million Communist Party members uh, out of a 1.4 billion population. Uh, those are the pretty uh, loyal group to the Com- Communist Party. Uh, now, the problem, the main problem is the propaganda, the brainwash. Now, see, we people in the Western world, we saw China change. Um, you, you go to China, you know, superficially, you look at all these skyscrapers uh, building every day that you see, oh, yeah, you know, it's, it's a capitalist market, you know, uh, the economy is good. Uh, I think, you know, people will start thinking, oh, the Western world is changing China. But that's wrong because only if you live in China, you will realize that you know every day of the 365 days yeah. a year every day single in, day in day out people ever since their kindergarten year they will listen to the brainwash that common that the communist party's leadership is the only reason for all these economical miracles take place yeah. so the, the communist party is there brainwash people so they take the credit for all the economic development, uh, besides, you know, we are here in the Western world seeing our industry, not just job, but our entire industry, technology, investment, consumer market, all consumer market, all go to China. That helped the China's economic growth. But people living over there, they're brainwashed. They think it's because the leadership of Communist Party. So, I mean, it, uh, if the Communist Party leadership, you know, result all these economic uh, uh, miracles, why change? Yeah, that's true. I agree. They have no motivation to change, and I don't think enough pressure is going to be able to be put on them to change. But I, I could, I can't imagine though, if I walk through the streets of a major Chinese city and I could get the people to talk to me honestly, I can't believe they'd speak with praise towards their government and happiness with that part of their life. They, they have to find Not happiness in their personal people are angry uh, against the policy. Yeah. See, this is the key, right? See, how many people in the protest will ev- eventually realize the problem is the Communist Party, not the policy itself. Exactly. Right? So once people realize it's not the policy itself, it's eventually the Communist Party that caused all the trouble. Yeah. Then, you know, I think then by that moment, if the majority of people realize that, then the protests uh, will go to the right direction. Right now, it's still, we, we don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah, and I, I pray for the safety of these people. It's just absolutely horrendous what they face, uh, given the history. Um, we have about 30 seconds left. Can you tell people how to follow your good work, Nan? Well, just go to epochtimes.com, uh, or if you want to subscribe uh, our uh, publication, you can go to I Read Epoch. That's E P O C H. I Read Epoch.com. 
uh, you're going to get uh, the subscription. Or you, there are. By the way, there is a movie we just uh, made and, and published. It's called The Final War. The Final War. Just type the Google The Final War and the Epoch Times. You're going to see that movie. It's a great movie. A lot of information provided. Okay, but your publication's tremendous. This has been um, a very fact-filled hour of information inside China that a lot of our people don't get here in the American public because we're not looking in that direction except for the superficial. And I want to thank you for coming on and sharing your knowledge. Um, Best of luck to you um, in the future. Best of luck to our Chinese friends who are fighting for freedom. And thanks so much, Nan, for coming on. Thank you, Dave, for having me today. My pleasure. Take care. Bye-bye. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.